Hey everyone, what's going on? My name is Stephanie Graham. I'm an artist and filmmaker, and I'm also an extremely curious person. Some will go as far as to say that I am nosy as the, the nerve. <laughs> I started this podcast because I wanted to interview people. I'm not just talking to anyone either. I'm talking to people who are in the thick of what they do. I want to know how they live their life and how they get things done so that I could apply some of their savvy to my own life. I'm sharing this with you so that you too can do the same. We can do it together. We all gotta start somewhere, and if you're not looking for practical info, stick around anyway, because my guests are fascinating, and it's my goal to get to the bottom of their sh. I mean, aren't we all just a little bit curious of what it's like to live someone else's life? And if we do it the same? There are also times when I will feel called to catch up with you one-on-one and let you know about what's going on with me, either in life or with my art practice. You didn't think I'd get the dirt on all these cool people and not let you know what's going on with me, did you? I mean, I'm a Libra. We believe in balance. Listen, I am a big believer that even though we are all different, we can still find ways to relate to each other. It's time to get down to business, so welcome to the Nosy AF Podcast. Welcome, dear listeners, back to Nosy AF. I am so excited that these Hollywood strikes are finally over. This has been such an incredible emotional and financial roller coaster, all while being inspired and empowered at the same time. I really just cannot believe that it is all over. <sighs> I'm telling y'all, these strikes have made me question everything about my life my money my dreams and what's crazy is now that the strikes are over it's just been like back to business as shows are opening back up and people are going back to work and wow i think with these strikes ending it's so on point for my conversation today with crystal holmes so crystal holmes is here at the virtual nosy af studio she is an inspiring mother a health coach an attorney and the force behind the go hard chick movement In a world that often pits fitness against body positivity, Crystal brings a refreshing perspective showcasing how one can be fit and still embrace a body positive mindset. Today, we delve into the origins of Go Hard Chick, uncovering the powerful pillars of wellness that underpin Crystal's approach to health. Crystal is a warrior who emerged triumphant after facing the challenges of an autoimmune disease. She is passionate about guiding women through their own journeys, reclaiming healthier and fuller lives. Crystal has been through this herself, so her personal transformation serves as a testament to the transformative power of getting consistent movement and full nourishment to your body. Crystal and I talk about the practical aspects of wellness as we explored strategies for stress management. What do you do when you're overwhelmed by tasks and the very concept of stress feels elusive? Crystal shares her wisdom on identifying and tackling stress in our busy lives. But our conversation doesn't stop there. Crystal's dedication extends beyond the individual, prompting us to ponder the state of wellness advertising, especially in underserved communities. So we challenge the status quo and engage in some radical dreaming, envisioning a future where essential health services are common knowledge, accessible to everyone, where anybody on the block, they are equipped with tools they need to thrive. So... Let's get ready to navigate through Crystal's remarkable journey 
She is so inspiring, so motivated and empowering. And I'm really happy to have her on this episode of Nosy AF. So let's get into that. All right, cool. So thank you, Crystal, for being here. You ready to do it? I'm ready. Okay. (laughs) Cool. So Crystal of Go Hard Chick. Crystal, can you? Okay, let me just say this first. What I love about Crystal and what I really love about you is that you are a um, like wellness, fitness, health. I feel like those sometimes could be interchangeable. Maybe they're not. But I feel like you are like really into this and then you have like, you know, this like great physique, but you're not, you know, like you'll like you could do like competitions and all that stuff, but you're not like it's not intimidating to talk to you as like a plus size person. Like I don't feel you're thinking like she needs to look like me or something. You know, I don't I don't get that at all, which actually uh, maybe a lot of people are like that, but it just like. We've been conditioned that it's like either or, but I never get that from you. I feel like if I came to you about like a situation where like a doctor would probably tell me to lose weight, you would not say that. You'd be like, well, how's your sleeping or what what did you have for dinner? You know, those types of things. And I just really appreciate like you like so welcoming like that, like you like are into like the fitness piece of it, like the hardness of it. And that's your thing, but you're not trying to like push it on nobody. If somebody's interested, sure. Cause I remember even your episode, you're like, all right, listen, you guys keep asking me about something like about someone, their body, like how to get abs or something. And you're like, I'm going to say this, but like, you don't have to do this, but this is something, these are like thoughts I have. If you want to get like rock hard abs or, you know, quote unquote kind of thing. And so I just love that because it's like, look, I'm not telling you this, but since so many of you guys are asking me about it, I'm going to address it. And I think that that's like really nice instead of saying all of you should have my abs or something. (laughs) Oh, God, no. (laughs) (laughs) That was like a really long intro of like why I just love and admire your work. But yeah. I I so appreciate you, Stephanie. First of all, thank you for inviting me on. This is a true honor. And no, like my platform is really just about overall health and wellness. And it, I think, I feel like in this society, especially so many coaches, so many businesses, so many corporations, everybody's obsessed with weight loss and they're missing a big picture. Like we're, we're doing this stuff and we're trying to lose weight at all costs, even if it's not healthy. And my platform and what I try to try to promote is we got to be healthy, whatever that looks like for you. You know, are you getting enough sleep? You know, let's start there. You know, yes, I think exercise is important, but you don't have to lift weights like me. You could take a walk, you know, so it's really just about overall health and well-being. You know, are you, is your stress being managed? So that's, that's what I like to talk about. And that's what I like to promote, you know, and if you lose weight, great. If that's one of your goals, fine, but let's do it in a healthy way. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things I'm here at the at my artist residency in Pooch Cove, and when we all first got here, because 
half of the women are professionals. Everybody was just sleeping. <laughs> like you would think everybody would get up and like start painting or going out and making images or any of that. And everybody was asleep and trying to adjust and because it's just so quiet up here. And, you know, it was easy like to start beating ourselves up like, oh my gosh, you know, I'm up here. Like I'm supposed to be up here to like make art and blah, blah, blah. But it's like, no, like you also are away from your husband and children and from work. So everybody's like, you're right. I'm just going to go back to bed. <laughs> everybody's like painting in pajamas and stuff. It's just been really like refreshing because it's like, that's also a part of, you know, your job, you know, as an artist or just as any professional just to sleep. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're exhausted. We're exhausted. And probably I would guess as an artist, if you are exhausted, are you as creative as, as you would like to be? Probably not. Probably not. Yeah. Or not as productive as like, you know, getting up here thinking, oh yeah, I'm going to like be so inspired and do all this stuff. But I mean, you need to be rested to be able to do that, to have the energy to do it. So absolutely. Yeah. So how did Go Hard Chick get started? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I, I'll take you back to the original origin. Okay? okay. So I was a stressed out attorney. I had extreme anxiety the anxiety. And just now that I've done the work, I realize it wasn't just my legal work. It was just some trauma that I hadn't addressed led me to eat. So I was eating to soothe, but the stress from my work was, was tremendous. And I, um, I finally got a hold of, <laughs> of myself and I addressed the stress and the gym is what really helped me make, you know, fitness, is what helped me with my stress and helped me find a better way of life and living. And, and just, you know, I was happier and healthier and I became a gym rat and some guy in the gym approached me <laughs> and he said, I've seen you on Instagram. I see you. And I say, gosh, that chick goes hard. And like a <laughs> light bulb went off. No way. <laughs> <laughs> That's a true story. And so I wrote it down. I said, I'm going to call myself the go hard chick. I don't know what I'm using this for. So like this was back in probably 2010. Oh no, no. 2012, maybe 2013. And I just kind of held on to it. Now, back then I was writing blogs. That's when, you know, blogging was super popular. So I would write things mainly for myself, but some people would read what I'm writing, you know, just sharing about health and wellness and stuff. That's where it really started. And as life would happen, I kind of fell off my health wagon, if you will. I, I had accepted a new position with another firm and it was even more stressful and I fell off and I found myself not feeling well, stressed out again. I was diagnosed with an autoimmune disease. And after that diagnosis and, and realizing I needed to get back to wellness, I, the universe was like, you need to do a podcast <laughs> and you need to call it Go Hard Chick. So that's what I did. I love it. <laughs> Did that man ever know? I wonder, does he know? I don't, I don't know. 
I never told him. Yeah. But who knows? You know what's interesting? So it sounds like, you know, as you started this health journey that you started to document yourself. So like, were you documenting yourself in the gym, like exercising and stuff? Yes. Yes. And it was really just for myself. Um, but then people started to, to take notice, but yeah, I did. I did. Would you notice if other people were documenting themselves? Cause it's so funny. Like I just think about that now, like at the gym or, or even I had just went to the Brooklyn museum and I was like filming myself looking at the art or, you know, messing around and stuff. And there, I do have a picture of a man that's like, just watching me like, what is she doing? Like, can she just look at the artwork? And so, yeah. Do you see other people doing that in the gym, filming themselves? Oh, oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Especially a lot now because everybody wants to post it on Instagram, you know? But back then, I mean, we had Instagram, but I felt like it was more organic. Like we were just like, Instagram was like my own personal diary. I didn't think sure. anybody was looking at me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know that's so funny that that man saw you and like even like came up to you. I just, I love it and gave you the foundation of your business, <laughs> the name of your business. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. You know, wait, just really quick. This is really quick, but I don't want to forget it. Do you have any tips? So there is like this, I want to go to a gym, but I like the smaller gyms because I feel like I won't see anybody there that I know. And there's a local Y, YMCA by me, but there's some like guy who I went out with and he goes there and I'm like, I don't want to go there and possibly see this person. So it makes me not want to go to the gym. Yeah. Do you have any advice around stuff like that? <laughs> well, you're, well, first of all, your feelings are valid. I mean, when I, when I first joined a gym, well, I don't think it was my first I remember when LA fitness first got popular here, this was years ago and everybody was running in there and signing up. And so I did like everybody. And I remember going in there and feeling extremely intimidated. Like I did not want to be on the main floor. So in, in this particular LA fitness, it was the upstairs and the downstairs and the upstairs had the cardio. Okay. So I was like, I don't want anybody looking at me. I'm just going to stay up here in the cardio section and hide out. So that's, that's a typical feeling. And I think people should find a space where they feel comfortable. So if it's not that, why maybe some other smaller gym and as you get, and it's funny cause now I walk in that same LA fitness, like I own it. <laughs> <laughs> cause I realize now nobody's really looking at you. Think about it. I'm concerned because I'm like, who's looking at me? You're concerned because you're thinking somebody's looking at you. We're all concerned because we're thinking somebody's looking at you. We're we're not looking at each other because we're all consumed with thinking somebody's looking at us. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's good. And you know what? Actually, you gave me a, an idea like, because it's funny because all the little small gyms are, of course, like these like bougie prices and stuff. And I'm like, you know what? That don't make no sense. The why is like $8 a month. <laughs> like, But here I am like at like 75 bucks a month. But I like the idea of maybe like graduating. Like, so maybe that's where I need to be for now. But then sooner or later, then maybe I'll be down to going to the why because yeah, you will. it won't even bother me anymore. Right. 
So yeah, so nothing's forever. I have to like, I always think like, this is like a permanent decision, but that's not true. No. Yeah. That's good. That's good. So Go Hard Chick, I know, has these pillars of wellness. Can you share the pillars? So yeah, when I started this journey way back when, for me, it was just health. I mean, it wasn't really even health. It was working out. That's what it's about. We're going to work out and we're going to exercise and we're going to lose that weight. But then once I was diagnosed with autoimmune disease, I realized that wasn't, that's not enough. We have to look at the whole picture. We have to look at your emotional wellness. We have to look at the wellness of your environment. We got to look at your financial wellness because if your finances are a mess, guess what? You're going to be stressed out. We got to look at your job wellness, your occupational wellness, I should say, your physical wellness, your social, spiritual. So I came up with the idea, let's talk about all of this because all of this plays in to how, to our wellness, how well we feel on a daily basis. Like I can have fabulous abs, but if my stress level from work is off the chain, does it really matter? <laughs> right. No. <laughs> right. Because you're going to be out at the party with your great abs being mean to everybody. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so that's why I like to talk about all of it. All of it. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Because like maybe because I'm stressed out about not being able to go to the $8 gym and paying $75 so that I could feel comfortable. But then I'm upset about that. And it's just like a whole spiral of foolishness. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. So it's like really about encopus. It's like all the well. It's like all the wellness. It, yeah. It's every aspect. It's every aspect. And and here's the thing. we're I don't have all eight of these together. <laughs> You will rarely have all eight of these together at one time. Like I might have two or three together and I'm still working on, you know, and it's funny because different seasons, like like the economy is not that great right now. So I feel like my financial wellness is not that great. Yeah. (laughs) Three years ago, I felt like I had it under control, but now that's an area I, I need to work on, you know? Yeah. And it's like sometimes... Like just with the economy, it's like identifying when it's not even your fault, right? Mm. Like, so your financial wellness right now, it's not your fault. No, like groceries are mad expensive, but so now, but now I have to, I need to focus on that because I'm like, all right, how do I make this work? What can I do in my budget, for example, to make sure I can still put food on the table, you know? Sure. Yeah, and like figuring out, yeah, how to budget all. Do you all in Georgia, you're in, where in Georgia are you? Atlanta? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do they have community fridges there? They do. I wouldn't say that there's a ton. Okay. But there are some. Okay. Yeah, no, Chicago has like quite a few. And I feel like those have been so helpful for, you know, just like, Finding groceries, you know, Mm -hmm. like somebody had put like fresh herbs in one. (laughs) Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Like people are like really put stuff from their own gardens or there was a place. It was sort of like a place that does like meal prep 
they were giving their meals that like might not have sold that they had left over and they were putting them in there and they would like let you know so you can get those. Like they weren't, you know, and you can just cook them. They're not like old or anything. They just, there's like just stuff left over. But when you were talking about like figuring out food on the table, I'm like those types of resources are so important because it's just like, here's, here's some food for free. (laughs) Right. And that's the thing. Like you mentioned the, the food prep service, there's, there's plenty food, at least in the United States to go around, but you got grocery stores throwing away good food, restaurants. And, and a lot of it, it stems behind fear of being sued. So we're just wasting resources that people could be using. Yeah. I'll never forget when it was a seafood company commercial I worked on and they were like photographing lobsters and stuff and they were going to throw it away. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, you've got to be kidding me. Mm-hmm. Like, no. So like all of us PAs were trying to take, we're taking lobsters home. <laughs> we're not trying to <laughs> right. pocket lobsters. Like, oh, don't do that. I'll take this to my family's house this weekend. Yeah, but you know, I was curious like with stress. This is one thing I wanted to ask you about. So stress. Can we talk about stress? Like I personally, you know, I'll hear people all the time like, "Oh, I'm so stressed." Or there's that that stock image of like that man that's like, you know, he mm-hmm. has this like hand over and like eyebrows all furled up. But I never like identify as feeling stressed, but I think I have to have some because I'm always doing something. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm I think thinking if, about something. Yeah. If you live in this modern society, you're experiencing stress. Now, I mean, many of us experience it at different levels. And when you start to feel like, when I start to feel like I'm stressed out, I know I'm at level 100, <laughs> you know, but we're constantly under stress. And that's the thing. I think we need to be aware of it as much as possible because stress leads to inflammation, not only of our bodies, but our brains and our bodies start to feel like it's constantly under attack. You know, um, our bodies, I mean, healthy stress is okay. You know, I, I once heard somebody describe it like this back in, I don't know, ancient times. (laughs) <laughs> you know, if you saw a tiger or a lion, or I could say nowadays, a pit bull, you see it, it starts to chase after you. Our, our body's natural stress response kicks in so we can get the heck out of there, right? But we're experiencing that level of stress every single day, some of us. And not because the pit bull is chasing after us, it's because our responsibilities at work, job, we're stuck in traffic when we're mad, you know, kids, something going on with the kids, our relationship isn't going well. There's so much, so much going on that keeps us under stress. How do we cope with that? I think the first thing is awareness. First thing is be aware. Second, you got to set boundaries. You know, for me personally, I know when I'm stressed out, that, you know, I'm going to, I get triggered. So I'll eat food. So I know when I'm eating a bunch of stuff that I probably shouldn't be eating, I probably had a bad day. So I pay attention to that or I'm craving certain things. 
I pay attention to that. I know I need my physical fitness that helps me personally deal with the stress. Other ways to, to cope, I would say, whatever your thing is, develop a routine. Maybe you take a bath in the evenings, you know, maybe you take walks, but you got to find a way to unwind and deal with that so it doesn't continuously build up. And like when I was diagnosed with autoimmune disease, I really and truly believe that a big reason that I got it was because of the stress I was under. So I, I just decided, I said, I got to make some changes. I, I switched jobs because I felt like if I continued on in that position, the way things were going, it was just going to get worse. So, you know, awareness and set, you got to set boundaries. You have to. Are you an enamel pin collector? Well, I don't know if you knew this, but I have my own pin company called Graham Cracker Pins. It's a tiny shop and we make limited edition pins and I got quite a few styles. I have one around the theme of Carrie James Marshall called King Carrie. Another fun one I have is I Need a Baker, which is Anita Baker with a baker's hat. I have a pin dedicated to the Lord, our Savior Jesus Christ. There's a couple of different styles. And I also work with a lot of independent companies and artists to help them create their own pins for whatever they want. I started Graham Cracker Pins because I was inspired by this one artist making them and I'm like, you know what, this is a pretty cool way to make my art available at a very low price and still make fun art at a limited edition because you know the limited edition is where it's at. Anyway, I would love for you to check them out. You can go to grahamcrackerpin.co and check them out. And then if you are in Chicago and you check out the Museum of Contemporary Art, I have some pins in there as well. Just want to, you know, plug my stuff. <laughs> Thanks for listening. What do you think about folks that smoke weed as a way for stress? Is that okay? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my, Stephanie. Uh. I mean, yeah, like, I, I'm not a weed smoker, but I know, like, people really do use drugs, I guess, as a stress. I you mean, don't have to go there if you don't if you don't want to. I think. Your well, that's the thing. I'm glad you brought that up because there are so. We are all coping with stress in many different ways, healthy ways or not so many healthy ways. Think about it. Some of us cope with stress. We self soothe by eating sugar. I was talking to somebody the other day. She 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 had a sugar addiction. That's what she used to cope. You know, some of us smoke weed, some of us shop, you know, are excessive shoppers. Some of us use other drugs. We're all, every day we are, our whole lives, if you look at it this way, <laughs> we are, I don't know if we're designed, but we are seeking comfort. So we seek out things that provide us that comfort, whether it's real or perceived. So we don't want the stress. So if you're stressed out, you may be doing something, like I said, to relieve that stress that may not be the healthiest. I know some people swear by marijuana and they think it's from the earth and it's fine, but <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> there are other people that think that can lead to some other things, you know, but we're all just here. We're all just coping, you know? Yeah. I wonder that came to mind as you were talking, cause I see a lot of people use drugs as a way to, as a part of their lifestyle. And it's, it's, it's a lot more than what I had thought. I'm just like, any, it seems like everybody is on drugs <laughs> or uses them. And it's just like, dang, really? Really? Right. We're all, we're all just trying to cope. We don't. And I, one other thing I realized when you mentioned drugs, I don't use drugs, but I realized finally I had to be, after doing some work, that exercise became my drug. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I, I remember some years ago when some someone mentioned that, not necessarily to me, like that's what I was doing, but just I just heard a conversation and I remember getting very triggered by the idea that exercise, I'm like, this is healthy. It's not a drug. I'm not over-exercising. But if I'm looking back, that has been my drug. And I was using it as a way, yes, it helped me with stress and it's wonderful and don't get me wrong, but I was using it a way as a way to cope and not and not do the work in some areas of my life that I needed to do the work in. You know, I was I was saying, you know, I don't know if I mentioned, but I when I took the job in 2016, I took this job and I knew when if I accepted this job, it was gonna affect my gym time. <laughs> and I know that might sound crazy to some, but I almost didn't take this position because I was like, I'm not going to be able to get to the gym like I want to. I mentioned it to a colleague of mine and he was like, are you, are you crazy? You going to turn down a, this job, this opportunity because you're afraid you're not going to be able to go to the gym. But that's how much I needed that gym time. And looking back now, I realize that that was my drug. Like I was dealing with some stuff that I didn't want to deal with. And sometimes we we got to look at it. We can smoke the marijuana. We could drink the alcohol. We could over shop. We could eat the ice cream. Sometimes you got to go deeper and figure out and do the work um, and go to those dark places and heal yeah. My next question was going to be for you when you were at, at, when you at first started to say that you became like a gym rat. I'm like, I've heard that before. Like other people are just like, you know, they really started to just enjoy the gym. And I'm like, I wonder, is that possible for me? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's possible. <laughs> you know, I love, it's like a family, like my gym, like you get to know the folks and they're like family and we laugh and we have a good time and, you know, we keep each other in check. If we miss too many days, they're like, where, where are you? You know? So yeah. yeah. That's really sweet. That's really sweet. Y'all have that dynamic. I, I feel like one time I was going to um, a gym where with a girlfriend of mine and we didn't come a few days and like the guy was like, oh, were you guys on vacation or what? Like, you know, like, and when you just, it's, it was super early in the morning, like six in the morning. So nobody really talked. We just gave waves, but you're right. You did start to check who was there and yeah. who wasn't. And especially because it was like in a, like a gym in a apartment building. 
you know, so it was like, it was like half apartment, half hotel. And so, yeah, like people that live there, you know, they, we started to like know each other. So that is nice. That is nice. You can make. And even a, a friend of mine, he was upset because he's like, you know, a lot of my friends, they don't really want to go to the gym. And I remember saying like, you'll probably make friends as you keep going to the gym. And it was true. And it, it became like after a month, he like ended up seeing a guy there and they got each other's numbers and they started to meet each other there. And it was really cute because he didn't really have that many like friends that would go to the gym, you know? And he like, then one time he was excited because they decided to go get dinner after. And, you know, they were like becoming buddies. So that was really sweet. <laughs> yes. You have a whole other group of friends that you'll meet in the gym. It's, it's very cool. So you, so like with your podcast, you discuss these pillars, right? And you discuss these topics around these different thoughts around different areas of wellness. Where do you get your ideas from or where does your content come from? <laughs> a lot of it is stuff I'm dealing with. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like last year I had, I did quite a few episodes where we talked about trauma and that was just something I was super interested in and something I realized I was dealing with. But I try to I try to keep a pulse on you know what's going on in the health and wellness world. I listen to a lot of podcasts my, myself, and I, I get a lot of listeners will say, "Hey, can you can you do an episode about X, Y, and Z?" So I try to I try to listen to what people want to hear about as well. That's really yeah. nice that you that you do that and your approach. But I know I enjoy your Instagram too, because I feel like even like in the comments, it's like a little community of people sharing yeah. um, what they do as well. Um, but so do you, do you work with people like people like work with you as well or, or is yeah. it just the podcast? Well, yeah, I am a health coach and um, now I have taken a little bit of a break from my one-on-one -on -one clients because I was starting to feel overwhelmed and that goes against my whole personal wellness. Right. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, but I'm going to start doing some group things. Okay. Uh, very soon. So yeah. Yeah. So I think, you know, one of the things I think about, I feel there was a point when I like learned that I was anemic. I learned I was anemic and I found it through a boss telling me like I was telling like how I was fatigued and stuff. And she's like, oh, you should probably go see a chiropractor. And then I went to the chiropractor. The chiropractor is like, which I just thought they were going to like, you know, I think of like chiropractor is just like, you know, like cracking my neck or whatever. But then they were like, well, let's, okay. They asked me a bunch of questions like about me feeling fatigued and stuff. They're like, oh, maybe you're like our like iron deficient, vitamin D deficient. They did like a whole blood panel on me. And I realized like, okay, yes, I'm anemic and they helped me get on supplements and I started to feel better. And then through the same woman who helped me get a chiropractor, anytime I would tell her like, oh, like a knee problem, then she would send me to like some random yoga doctor who could like, who works with massaging knees. And it just became like through this woman, like all these different resources available. And then, you know, I'm pretty resourceful myself. And then I would find, you know... It made me look up other types of doctors and other type of wellness practitioners. And I'm just like, how come nobody knows about this stuff? 
And it was, I just, I'm just curious. Like one of the things I want to do with you is just like daydream because this is a white woman who told me this, right? Like, and you know, I got all these supplements. I look like a freaking vitamin store in my house. And I just feel like people should know about like, you know, your wellness programs, you know, group coaching and like, it's just not talked about enough. And you know, sometimes the only people who seem to talk about it are like the brothers with the locks that are like stand on the corner, you know, talking that are like talking about like wholeness as, you know, like, oh, whole sister and all this stuff. And you're just like, sir, I just trying to get to the grocery store. Like, and so I just miss them you know, because it sounds like whatever they're talking about is probably not going to be legit. I know that's wrong to say, but it's how I think. (laughs) And I don't know. I just feel like this type of stuff needs to be more available to black people. Yeah. And that, that is exactly why I started this podcast. Because I knew, like when I found out I had Hashimoto's, I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't even know what the hell that was. I had never heard of it. Like, what is that? And so here I am. I considered myself an educated black woman. And I realized I didn't know much about health. And I was in, I mean, I was in fitness and all of that. And so I I got to thinking and I was like, if I don't know, then I can imagine the rest of us surely don't know. Our doctors aren't really telling us. Well, first of all, are we going to the doctor? But that's a whole nother story. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But then like our doctors aren't telling us, you know, so I have to get the word out. We got to figure out a way to get the word out. And you're right. There are a lot of platforms that white women or white men have, and they're huge platforms and they're getting the word out. And so I thought there's got to be space there for us in this, in this health and wellness thing, how can I tap into that space and reach as many black women as I can, you know? And you mentioned chiropractor. I had a guest on a couple of weeks ago, a chiropractor, you know, there's so much, there's so much they can do. But like you said, like I, my initial thought was they just crack your neck, (laughs) (laughs) but they are, I mean, I was shocked after speaking to her just, you know, but we don't know. We don't know because we're not sharing the information and we got to do better. We got to do better. I even think about it as just like job opportunities as well. Like, Hey, did you know you could be a chiropractor? (laughs) Right. But I even will think of stuff, you know, with like my own family or friends, like if they have a certain situation, like the doctor is not going to mention it because they weren't trained in this, in that type of medicine. You know, it's like, no, you should probably go see an acupuncturist or go. There was this guy, I can't think of his name. His name is Roger. And he does some, some like method called Traeger. It's some type of like massage method. And um, I had tore my MCL. And so I would go to him, like he was helping me with the inflammation. And it was like a weird, like pressure touching and all this stuff. But a lady, when I was living downtown in my building, told me about him. And I'm just like, what? Because she saw me limping. And she's like, oh, you should need to go see Roger. He like does this like weird massage thing. And it like helped me. It was expensive. And so I was thankful that I had a job. And he and he does. I talked to him like we'll work sliding scale and stuff. But I'm just like, 
you need to have like a booth at like the Jewel on 79th Street. And like, I need you to help everybody there. And like, you know, you need to rub everybody out with their like knees and stuff. Cause it's just, yeah, it's just so many things that are just so important instead of like making people pill poppers and stuff. It's just like, there's so many things, but then the things will be so expensive. And so I don't know, I'm saying all this is a roundabout to be like, in your perfect world, like what kind of, you know, creative or what type of uh, wellness facilities would you have available for for us, for our communities? Yeah, I would, man, I would love to have a wellness facility that would be focus on the eight pillars. Like it's everything. And education. And I think the education, even down to the schools, like if you... If you made kids take a course where they learned how to read nutrition labels, can you imagine the effect that would have? Because most kids, I mean, my kids, my daughter's with me most of the time when I'm at the grocery store. Yeah. And she's that type (laughs) of kid that would be like, mommy, did you read this label? It's got red dye 40, you know? (laughs) (laughs) But if if we empower everybody, starting with the children, and we give people the resources and, and resources, I mean, include, I mean, the food has got to be affordable. It's got to be accessible. It's got to be, because what's happening is we're all on this treadmill every day and we're going a hundred miles an hour and, you know, we're trying to get to work. We're trying to get to school. We're trying to do all these things and we don't have time. A lot of us simply don't have time. You know, I hear it all the time. Like, I'm Russian. I don't have time to cook dinner. I'm going to pick up Zaxby's or <laughs> McDonald's or whatever. So I would love it to be where healthy food, advice, information was just easily available. And I don't know how to get that to our community, you know? Now, you know, some would argue, well, the information's there. Yeah, but I think so many of us are busy with our day-to-day lives that we don't, we don't take the time to, to look into it. Unless, of course, like in my case, some, something happened, you know? But even then, things happen and we, we don't look into it. We just take what our traditional doctors say as face value, you know? Yeah, I know. And it really, it really hurts me, you know, cause I'm like, there has to be a better way. As you're talking, I'm like, man, maybe there could be some sort of like billboard program or what? I don't know. Like, like at the register, like putting signs, like taping it up to the register like, hey, did you know, like, if you're going to take this Hershey bar, maybe get, like, get that, but then also think about this. Or, you know, like, hey, this is a number for these clinics that's happening this weekend or whatever. Because that's another thing that there always be, like, free stuff that people don't know about. Like, you you have to be, like, a researcher's person to, like, find this stuff. Like, right. I love researching and knowing things. So I will find stuff out, especially if somebody puts me onto something, then I'm, like, a total spiral. But I know the common man isn't like that maybe so it's just like yeah 
I'm like, how can people have access to this? And even like that same person, Roger, who had did the massage, I mean, he was saying that he was doing like a clinic at an art institution, right? So he was going to be there doing something. I'm like, okay, that's still, to me, I think of like, all right, my neighbors who are just like regular folks who they're not interested in art or like anything like that. So I feel like that's still like reaching like the quote unquote like intellectual like community that's like visiting art. So it's like, where? what about like Pookie and Man Man, you know? Right. (laughs) Like they always say that like, how am I going to get them to come to this yoga thing? Because it's always usually like the intellectuals and like art folks that like come to these types of things. And so I'm like, how to reach outside of that, you know, is always the, you know, how. Right. I mean, the old model would be go through the church, but I don't think that would work anymore. Yeah. I think, I don't know. You might have to reach, you might have to reach them through the children, their children. Yeah. Maybe like through the schools. Oh, you know what? Maybe like barbershops and yeah. beauty salon. Maybe they can like host workshops or something. Yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah. Yeah. Like the place where you're getting your hair braided. If we wait on the, I mean, the food industry, they ain't going to do it. They're not going <laughs> to. If Hershey found out somebody had a sign up at a register that said, you know, eat the broccoli instead of the Hershey, they would go berserk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, so yeah, I think we, we would have to do it. Like, like you said, through the barbershop, the beauty salons. Yeah. Yeah. It makes me like, I, I wanted, I wanted to ask, you know, with food, you know, if we don't have like money for food or if we're on like government assistance, you know, people, they always criticize well, like, oh, their food at, you know, like I love like like say, I don't know, I'm not saying that this brand is bad, but say like Sargento cheese. Mm-hmm. But they're like, oh, because I didn't go to like the cheese person and like get mozzarella. Like, is it okay to eat that stuff? Like packaged stuff? Like if that's what's available or is it, cause I don't know like what else to do, you know, or like, yeah, if I'm like on EBT or foods, you know, food stamps, cause I'm, I'm sure like different folks listening, it's called whatever, you know, I don't want to be criticized for the food that's accessible to me. Well, that's the thing. The people criticizing the folks that may get assistance, they're, you know, you're criticizing them because you're like, oh, they, they shouldn't be able to buy soda with their food stamp. <laughs> well, you drink soda. Yeah. You drink soda. Like you're trying to force health on them. Y'all ain't healthy either. You know, um, so I, I don't know that I'd like that idea. I mean, from a health standpoint, I would love it, <laughs> but I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to try to, I'd look at it like they're trying to punish them for needing help. And I, I don't like that. Yeah. But even like when, when you can only like, if in my neighborhood, if they don't have like fresh cheese, but we have the packaged cheese, is that, that's better than nothing, right? Right. That's better than nothing. Yeah. I mean, and like cheese, I'd rather you get the packaged cheese rather than fresh cheese than a bag full of Oreos, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> or both. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I love both. <laughs> and that's the thing. Like we have to, and even folks that are on food assistance, I mean, groceries are expensive. So, you know, you hear a lot of folks pushing 
Oh, you need to get organic. And I mean, in a perfect world, but that can be significantly more expensive. So I just tell people, try to buy and eat as many whole foods as possible. If, if you can afford organic, fine. If not, that's fine too. The Environmental Working Group puts out a great list every year called the Dirty Dozen. So basically it's 12, it's a group of 12 vegetables and fruits that they recommend that you don't buy unless it's organic because of the amount of pesticides used. But then there's another list of the clean 15 that they're like, hey, you don't have to buy these organic. So there are resources out there that can help you. But even if like the dirty dozen, strawberries are always on that list. Oh, really? Oh my God. I love strawberries. Oh my God. I'm not going to tell you to stop eating strawberries unless you can get organic. I would rather you eat the strawberries organic or not, rather than a bag full of Oreos. So, you know. Yeah. That's interesting. I've never heard of those groups before. Mm -hmm. The environmental working group is It's pretty fabulous because they have a, a, I forgot the name of it now. I'm drawing a blank, but on their website, you can find out like lists of, you know, is your deodorant safe or not? You know, the, the face cream you use, the shampoo. I mean, they got all kinds of stuff where you can uh, learn about the health and safety of the products we use every day. Yeah, that's true. You know, I, here I am keep talking about like food, but you're right. Like it's, you're right. It's all the things. It's like, what are we washing our bodies with? What are you using as your face wash? Like I go to the dermatologist. I don't even, I, I, I'm scared to even look up the topicals. I use. <laughs> I don't even want to see, I don't even want to see if it's good or not, but you're right. You're just like you said, it, it, it's like all of those things, you know, it makes me want to like go to environmental working group, print up their pay, their information and like make it really big and then just leave it in the store and like run out. Like I don't even need to, I don't need to talk to a manager or nothing. I'm just going to walk in there myself and put it up or just like pass it out. Like, Hey guys, you know, you're looking and I, I see you're shopping with your kid. You know, I just found out about environmental working group. This is, you know, the list, just take it and read it. You know, yeah. I think stuff like that would be great. That's yeah. a great idea. And the thing is you can't avoid, there's so many toxins. There's so many things. I don't care what you do. You can't avoid them all. So do your best. If you can't afford organic strawberries, okay. But maybe you can clean up, you know, your environment, your household and the toxins in a different way. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. That's like another thing. Yeah. What you clean your house with. It's always something. It's really not right, you know, because it's like the people that make this stuff, like, what do you guys clean your house with? Like all of this, like leading to capitalism and stuff. It's just not kind. I don't like it. Yeah. But what do we do? I mean, I guess we just still stay on our, our, our elected officials, but a lot of them are controlled by the big pharmas and the big food. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. It's really weird. So what do you have coming up? So after much deliberation, 
Yes. Well, of course, I always have, I always try to have the podcast going. But in, I think in August, late August, either late August or early September. So pay attention to the website, folks. I'm going to do a, a group session for women. It's probably going to be 30 days. And we're, the focus is going to be about detoxifying your mind, your body, your spirit. We're going to talk about like anything from, you know, the toxins in the, the food we eat to the deodorant we put on to also, you know, just detoxifying your mind. I'm going to bring in a therapist that's going to do that piece, the mental piece. So I'm excited about that. That is exciting. Are there toxins in condoms? <laughs> I'm sure there are. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just made me think of it with like, when you said like toxify your mind, I thought like in the way you were speaking, I thought you're going to like go there for some reason. It just made me think that like. <laughs> well, there? it might be toxins in the person you Listen, aging with. Yeah, <laughs> we could talk about that. <laughs> oh my god, that's hilarious! Yes, oh my gosh, that is so funny. Like you have to worry about all of it. It's all you of said it. It's that's all a spiritual. That's a spiritual toxin, honey. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. This has been great, Crystal. I'm so thankful that you have your podcast and that you are willing to share your experience with with us and bring in, you know, experts that pique your curiosity and have them share their wisdom with us. You know, so much of when I'm doing this podcast, I'm like realizing like how much of like the stuff that we find personal is like so political. Like, I mean, you just trying to figure out like, okay, how can I have like a healthy lifestyle, how that translates to the everyday black woman who's just trying to do their thing. You know, it's just so important. Like the work you're doing is so important. Well, I I want you to know that. I thank you. Sometimes I get frustrated because I'm like, nobody's listening. They're not listening. But I realize, you know, in this world, if we can just, if I can just help one person, you know, that's so true. Like you, I know we hear that kind of stuff all the time. And you're just like, you know what? Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> because it's <laughs> because it's always like you know something to pay for, something to research, something to just. It's always something. But that is so true. Like helping one person because you know when after I go to this environmental group and I start handing out these pamphlets in my local <laughs> store. <laughs> <laughs> these self in these self financed pamphlets. It's like, yeah, maybe somebody will, you know, like this is me dreaming about it. But like, what if somebody does take that and they realize their kid has been like sneezing or something, and they're like, oh, let me see, this blueberries, anything, you know, and yes. it can like help. It's just like it can really go any direction or. Yeah, so it's just I feel like everything we do is just so political. It is. Because <laughs> it, it's not always just about you. You know, I remember I had a mentor who would always say, like, it's, it's not about you. She would tell me that all the time. Like, oh, yeah, you know, if you're doing this, doing that, like in my, like, creative journey, she's like, it's not about you because you'll end up sharing, you know, your story, your testimony to somebody else. So. Yeah. It's so important. That yeah. is. Yeah. So yeah. thank you for hanging out with me and letting me ask all these questions and get to know more about 
your business and learning about the pillars. I mean, we talk anyway, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's so important. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So thank you so much. Thank you. I really, I really enjoyed this, Stephanie. I, I, I am very, very grateful for the opportunity. Yeah. And I'm going to put all of like your links and everything so folks can listen to you and all of that. And yeah, we will talk soon. Okay. Thank you so much for tuning into the Nosy AF podcast with me, your host, your friend, Stephanie Graham. I'm so glad that you made it to the end of this conversation. Please kindly let me know what you thought by leaving a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you're listening right now. You can also connect with me at nosyaf.com via the Say Hello button. And if you're curious about what's going on in my art and film life, please visit my website at missgram.com. Oh, and also, if there is someone that you're nosy about and you want me to have them on the show, please send suggestions via the same hello button and I will check them out. Until next time, thank you so much for being you and see you soon. Peace.